0: Jesus this morning, Um, I'm so thankful for the Christmas story, I'm so thankful, and this season is all about, it's about giving, it's about receiving gifts, but it's about giving gifts, and it's about sacrifice, that's what made all of this happen. And it's about love. I thank God that he loved me as I was, where I was. And that is my intention and my family's intention. We want to love everyone where they are. We're all going somewhere we got better things to do, greater things to do, more in the Lord to see accomplished, and we want to obviously progress and grow. But that babe in the manger didn't come to judge us. He came to save us. He came to save us, and I thank God for a Savior. Man, it it's just seems like you really don't have adequate words. When this time of the year comes around to really articulate, especially to Him, but I believe He sees our hearts. He can tell when we're so, so thankful. Thankful for Jesus. Whew. Such selflessness selflessness, we could talk about that and all of us would have to admit that we could improve in that area, I know that to be a fact, but I do want to say that I am so thankful for these these gifts that you've given us this morning, it was totally unexpected for us, uh, but thank you, we love you, we love each and every one of you. Believe that or not, I know you might be saying you don't know us good enough yet. But I love you. I love you. The Lord put love in my heart for you before we ever got here. Thank you. I appreciate that. I try. I try. I want to try. You don't know how I look over that directory just, okay, this is them. This is her. This is them. (laughs) Please pardon me if I get you your name wrong or if I get you mixed up with something else. I'm so sorry. I, I'm trying, but of all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is so good, though, isn't he? Amen. He is so good. Uh, I don't know if you are very familiar with a singing group and i don't even know if they still sing or not i I suppose they do but uh they're called charles johnson and the revivers they're uh, i think predominantly a southern group but he sings they sing one song that says i can't even walk without him holding my hand you know the word of the lord said jesus said without me ye can do nothing that means even the simplistic things of life I cannot do without him. And then Colossians says, by him all things consist. That means they're held together because he is God. Whew, that means that if he would cease to be God for one millisecond, the chair you're sitting in would turn to dust and the dust would turn to vapor and the vapor would disappear and molecules would burst from atoms and it would be no more. But he is God, and he's going to stay on the throne this morning. Nobody can vote him out, or he and he's not going to resign. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Woo, and he's on the throne in your life this morning. I appreciate some of the things that have been mentioned this morning, and I'm, I'm liking... The message that I'm receiving And I, I, I feel the, uh, the presence of God And the things that are said And the anointing And I appreciate the, the thought And the, the direction And the emphasis on the healing uh, power of God he, he is able He is able And the Bible says He is able to do exceeding abundantly Above all we could ask or think Man, a man, man, man. Don't get me excited. I'm going to act Pentecostal this morning if you don't watch it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we're just so glad to be at this place at this time. And this is a very, 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 it's a very interesting time in our world. Not only in our nation, in our world. And I've said it. More than one time, this is the year that has changed the world. It has changed the world. There's been so many, so many significant things that have taken place. And all of these changes are for a reason. And I want it to have the right and the correct impact upon me that God would have and desire that it would have. I want to come closer to him whether somebody said, well, I wonder, did God, they've asked me the question, did God send this? Did God make the coronavirus come? I don't know whether God sent it or not. But I know one thing, it has drawn a lot of people closer to him since it's been on this earth, since it's been here. Now, I, I wouldn't say God, God sent it. I don't, I don't know whether God sent it. I, I kind of doubt it personally. I kind of doubt that God sent it. But then again, who knows? I, I don't know. But I know one thing, it's had an impact on me, and it's made me want to be closer to God, and it's made me value things that are important. And it has made us have pause and stop, and we have more time. We have more time to reflect, more time to um, spend with God, more time for prayer. And we do have prayer. We started prayer on Monday night, Monday evening from 6 to 7. All of you are welcome to come. We invite everyone. We just want to pray for the things of the Lord. We want to pray our way forward into the kingdom, and we want to see thy, his kingdom come. We know it's already here. We know that the kingdom came, but we want to walk in that dominion. We want to walk in the king's domain. We want to exercise that authority and that power that he's given us. All right, let's go to the word of the Lord today. Good to see everyone here. Some that I've met for the first time today. Glad to see you and good to meet you. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. I'm in a series on peace. And today I'm focusing on... On this subject, the possibility of peace. The possibility of peace. I was going to say, is peace possible? But, uh, and I try to stay off of the other TVs and other religious stations and things when I'm trying to get my my mind on the Lord for the things he wants me to say so that I'm not influenced or deterred by anything that's going on out there but I I um accidentally stumbled across a sermon someone preached they already titled it that this year is peace possible so they they got it before I could get it but really that's what I want to talk about is the possibility of peace let's let's read this scripture. Thou Will keep him in perfect, look at somebody and say, perfect, perfect Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Lord, you know I need you today. I can do nothing without you, for sure, cannot give the words of life to any individual. But I only speak when you talk, as you talk, I speak. I want you to talk to us today exactly what you want us to hear. Anoint me and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Isaiah, this passage of scripture coming from the book of Isaiah, contains some of the most incredible prophecies of any book. He has been... Deemed or he has been called the Eagle Eye Prophet because he prophesied some things that he prophesied were some 600, 700 and more years before it ever came to pass. Past. He prophesied uh, about the Messiah, and he prophesied about the reign of Jesus Christ, and he prophesied to the nation of Judah, and he prophesied for them to come back to faithfulness to, to God and to the Messiah, and he prophesied and declared him Emmanuel, God with us, and the meaning of Isaiah 26 in this particular passage, and I don't want to just hurry over the, the, the Emmanuel, the thought of, of Christ and Jesus being born, because um, if we don't get him born, we can't get him on the cross, and if we don't get him on the cross, we can't get him rising again. If we don't get him rising again, Pentecost doesn't happen. So I thank God that he came, I thank God for the birth of Jesus, and i thankful <clears throat> in such a humility <clears throat> that it came. But in this passage that he explains to us, he tells us about the benefits of trusting God's, God, and one of the benefits of trusting God is that there is peace in our lives, <clears throat> You understand how many people, many, many people today that do not have peace. They do not have peace. They, even Christian people that the peace that Jesus Christ came and of course, um, made and rectified the separation between God and man and, and He became the Lamb of God and He, He made that ultimate sacrifice so reconciliation could be possible and he made peace between the jews and the gentiles and he made peace between the the old laws and and the new covenant he he established peace in in lives and yet so many times so many people don't have peace in their life so let's break down this text we read. It says, you will keep. It means to watch over. It means to preserve. It means to put a guard or a watchman over the life. He said, you're going to keep them in perfect, perfect peace, perfect peace, a complete and a whole peace, a everything is supplied, every need is met, 100% trust in him, to trust in him. He said he's going to keep our minds, he said we're going to keep our minds, us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on him. The mind in this particular passage means purpose or imagination or the intellectual framework. So when I put my mind or my imagination on God and I put it to stay on him. The word stay comes from a, a Hebrew Greek word which means steadfast or it means to, to lay or rest or lean upon for support. To lean upon for support. So he's going to give me complete and total peace in every area of my life if I keep my mind, my imaginations and let my imaginations control my purpose if I lean on Jesus. If I lean on him for support. If I don't trust in my own imaginations. If I don't lean on my own understanding. The first Inclination or temptation we usually have when we're in a stressful environment or a pressured environment that we know is going to disrupt our peace. Many times in the fleshly nature, it is just as simple to to trust in your own abilities to try to figure it out, to try to work it out somehow in your own ability, instead of being inclined to lean on Jesus and to get into the the habit or. The, the process to where the first thing, the first order of business that I am going to react to a situation with is to lean on God usually takes a lot of time and it takes practice. It takes me not doing it and then realizing that didn't work and then determining and making up my mind to do better the next time. And the the, the point is that we know the Lord gives us peace. We know that he wants us to have peace in our mind, in our lives, in our marriage, in our relationship with him. And it's there and it's been already granted. But to actually reach out there and receive it, to, to live in it, to walk in it, is going to require us to keep our mind stayed or steadfast. To lean on him for support. And my wife and I were discussing this yesterday. And, um, you know, anxiety is a a real, it's a real issue. Um, For a long time, I really didn't understand the whole concept of anxiety. At least not to the point of a panic attack or something of that nature. And then one day it, it happened to me. I was I was actually sitting in a chair and I had an in, I had an injury and <clears throat> my injury was going to I had been seeing some doctors and the injury was going to if the Lord doesn't didn't heal me or if anything else didn't happen as far as the nature and the natural process of life my injury was going to change my life my life was going to be altered and there were going to be things that I couldn't do anymore um, and and activities that I wasn't going to be able to perform, and I was just sitting there in that chair, and and, and it just started going around in my mind about this, and I was a lot younger than I am now, and and I, all of a sudden, weird things started happening. My heart started beating fast. I started feeling adrenaline. Um, I, I got I got excited, yet I was. I was I had a sick feeling in my stomach, and I was I was anxious, and I broke out in, in a, a sweat, and I, I wanted to get up and go somewhere and run or do something, but yet I, I didn't, and I, I didn't know what to do with myself, and I, was, I remember I was sitting in that chair, and I just stood up like this, and I just I was just looking around. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand that it was a panic attack. I didn't understand that it was anxiety. And then I began to realize sometimes when these kind of things happen, fear is real. Anxiety is real. Uh, stress is real, and it it messes up our minds. And it's not the will of God. It's not the plan of God for us to have to suffer through it, and for us to endure such things when He has paid for that. He uh, for our deliverance, for our healing, for our for our salvation. It's all in the atonement. It's already been done. So. I decided that I wouldn't accept whatever anyone else said, no matter whether they were some so-called professional or not, but that I would take the word of God and I would look at the word of God and I would read the word of God and I would believe the word of God. And I was renewing my mind by the word of God. It's not what the doctor says. And I feel like telling somebody that this morning, by the way. To you, it's a word to you. It's not what the doctor says. It's what God is saying. It's not what the court says. It's not up to the court. It's not in the hands of the court. It's in the hands. Hey, when, when Jesus Christ, when the body and flesh of Jesus died, he didn't say, Okay, I'm going to accept death. I'm, I'm, I'm going into the grave. No, he said, Into thy hands do I commit my spirit. He was saying, It's not in the hands of earth, it's not in the hands of the natural realm. I'm putting my trust in so you. And the word trust right there means to have confidence or to be bold. Woo! Hallelujah. So he said, I'm going to keep you in perfect and constant peace. Constant peace. Consistent peace. Those whose mind are steadfast. Those that lean. Don't ever stop leaning on Jesus. In in the in the realm of some preachers that i know and uh fellowship with uh, quite often there's kind of a statement that is made we say and I have an, a, 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 an agreement one with another that we don't really trust anybody that don't have a limp you know what that means look at look at jacob jacob had human ingenuity he had, he had, he was a con artist. He he was a surplanter. In other words, that meant someone else would grow it and, and get it harvested, and he would take it and he would steal it. So he was a thief. After they labored, after they'd worked, and he, and he he was a deceiver. He was all of these things, but he had a golden gem called desire in him. And when God looked at the desire. He said, I, I am, I love your desire for better things, for greater things, as we saw today already. For greater things. I love that desire, that hunger for greater things. He said, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to have a confrontation with you. And I'm gonna take human ingenuity. And I'm going to take all the things that's not right. I'm going to take the human ingenuity out. But I'm not going to take out that desire. I'm not going to touch that golden gem of desire. And so when God, the manifestation of God in the form of a man, the Bible says, when it met him, the a theophany, the theophonic manifestation, wrestled with him until the breaking There's a message in that just in itself because sometimes there's a wrestling match until something breaks. Something's got to break. Sometimes things need to break. They're not going to give up. They're not going to surrender. So you got to break them in the name of Jesus. And it's a wrestling match. It's warfare, spiritual warfare. Sometimes I have to fight for my peace. The devil tries to come. to come, circumstances try to come, situations try to come, natural things try to come, and all of these things in, infect my peace and they intimidate my peace. And sometimes I have to be a mighty man of valor and stand up and say, We'll fight you, devil. Now, I don't feel like I'm greater than any spirit or better than anything, but greater is He that is in me. And so I'm going to make you let go. You're going to let go. (laughs) And God was, he was wrestling with God. Don't wrestle with with nature. Don't wrestle with men. Don't struggle with the things that aren't going to really make a big difference. Wrestle with God. Get in your relationship with God to the point that you reach up and you grab a hold of him and you say, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. I'm going to hold on to this. I believe this. I'm going to trust in this. I have confidence in this. Your word says that it will happen, that it can happen, and I'm going to believe you for it. Until the breaking... The day when the day broke, then the angel said, "What's your name?" He, uh, the, uh, the manifestation of God, whatever it was, said, "What is your name?" He said, "My name is Jacob." He said, "It's not going to be Jacob anymore. I'm going to touch you, and I'm going to change you, and your name's going to be Israel. You're going to be a prince with with men and a prince with God." And he touched him, and when he touched the hollow of his thigh, he limped. From that day forward, he limped. From that day forward, he remembered that he had to lean on God. There were battles. There were skirmishes. There were enemies after that. But if you study the life of Israel, you're going to find that he didn't get all flustered about these things. He just had had a meeting with God, and it changed him. And now he knew, every step I take, I've got to lean on him. I've got to lean on him. He changed me. He touched me. I'm not the same anymore. I'm not going to be the same yet. I don't want to be the same. How about you? I don't want to be the same anymore. I want Jesus in my life, and I want to have the mind of Christ. Now, I've got a few points that I want to make with you concerning peace, and then I'll get out of your way. The first point is in Exodus 4.18, and it says that Moses goes to Egypt. 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 Of all the places Moses could have went, he went to Egypt. But he said to him, go in peace. And even God told him in the next verse, he said, the people that sought your life are dead. You've outlived them. Go on, go to Egypt. What is the point in this message, this this scripture? The point is that sometimes specific direction from God can bring peace into your life, even if it's not the normal situation. Egypt was a type of the world. That's not really necessarily where anyone would want to go if they were a child of God. But yet he said, Go to Egypt and go in peace. Because he got direction from God. How many times have you been struggling and looking and wondering what to do next? What should I do next with my life? What's my next decision? What should I respond to uh, my children that are asking this of me or that of me? What should I What should I do my grandchildren or people that, that I love or care? Decisions that we need to make. That are difficult sometimes. There is a way of peace. You know that? Luke 1 verse 79 says, there's a way of peace. What is it? A direction or a specific pass, path to the will of God? A direction or a specific path. Sometimes if I take the wrong road, I'm not, it's not going to bring peace into my life. If I take a left or a right, it's not going to bring peace into my life. It'll bring confusion. But if I stay in the direction that God gives me. So direction from God or the will of God will bring peace in your life. I pray about everything. I ask God's will to be done in everything I do. I get up in the morning. I want to know what's the will of God for me today. What should I do today? How should I? What should I? And I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that I'm 100% all the time, that I'm follow it 100%, but my heart is for it. And my prayer is seeking it. In a minute, you're going to see that he says to seek peace. So I want a direction from God. I want the will of God. How many times have you made a decision, done things, said things, Took a position, took a job, bought a car, done things that if you had prayed about it, you might have felt a little bit different about it. Then once you did it and you're in it now, you're like, oh, man. I wish I wouldn't have made this decision. It's not bringing peace. You know, the Bible says that, the, that God is not the author of confusion. <sighs> I better not play around with that thought too much. I could get in trouble there real quick. Second point I want to make is in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 26 through 36, where King Sihon was defeated. They were trying to go into the land and pass through his terrain or his territory. And they sent a messenger and asked to go through in peace and he wouldn't let them pass. But it said the Lord hardened his spirit because he wanted to deliver that king into their hand. He didn't want them to just pass through the land. He wanted them to occupy the land. He didn't, he didn't just so my point is this you are going to have to defeat some kings along the way in your walk with God. You're going to have to overcome some very powerful things. There's things, you know, the Bible describes the young rich ruler as, as it being one thing. And, and there are times in people's lives that we can boil it down to one thing that's the biggest issue it's the biggest struggle i could each one of you ask you questions what's the hardest thing for you and living for god or what's the biggest obstacle that you feel like you face or what's the biggest trial that you have or or what is the thing that you're struggling with the most and a lot of times it, it comes down to one thing but it's it's like a king spirit you know and when god told David, uh, or rather, excuse me, God told Saul to go in and kill kill out the Amalekites and, and destroy everything there. And he spared that king. He left him alive. King Agag. And when you study that and you look at the end of the life of Saul, when they were in the middle of a battle, a descendant of King Agag is the one that took his life, that finished him off. So that one thing that he let live. But when, when, when you're coming through and passing through in your walk with God, there are going to be some kings. There are going to be some powerful spirits. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. The word principality right there means the one that's first in command or the leader or the chief. The one first, the beginning, at the beginning of a series. Principalities, the king, the chief. Then he said, against powers, it's delegated authority, delegated uh, control. And then, rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness, in high places so principalities talks about the office or the authority of a prince but it also talks about the position and the territory of the prince so um we used to sing a song when i when i was young in our church they said satan your kingdom's coming down Satan, your kingdom's coming down. You can build your kingdoms all over this world, but Satan, your kingdom's coming down. We're gonna pray until we tear your kingdom down. We're gonna preach until we tear your kingdom down. We're gonna believe God until we tear your kingdom down through obedience and and seeking the face of God and following his perfect will for our lives. We're gonna pull down every principalities and and whether, whether you know it or not, you're in a warfare today. This is a battle. This is a battle. Some people don't want to buy in to the whole um, uh, warfare, spiritual warfare that we're in. But we are in a warfare. and it, the principalities and powers talks about it talks about the beginning, the one in charge, and it talks about delegated authority. It's basically it's talking about the rank of Satan from the beginning all the way down. From the beginning, from the top to the bottom. And then it's talking about their authority. The rulers of darkness of this world. And then it talks about their spiritual wickedness in high places. So it talks about their power on the earth in this realm. And it talks about their power in the spiritual realm. And that spiritual wickedness in high places, by the way, refers to spiritual warfare. It talks about the influence that wickedness has in the spiritual realm now, I don't have time to go into it I've, I've got to close today but it's talking about wicked actions and the word wicked there means iniquity wickedness and iniquity as demonic powers influence individuals who have chosen to live independent from God and how it affects the mentality and affects their lives and affects their actions and then they perform wickedness and the spiritual, the strength that it enables the satanic force because of the wickedness that is created and the effect that it has in the spiritual dimension. You know, we could get into all kinds of things on that about things that you could watch that how you know iniquity in it and and the effect that it has spiritually upon us are the things we do the things that we are learning not to do but the bottom line is we are in a warfare and we need to defeat the king we need to bind the enemy we need to Tear his kingdom down. When he, do, we, do you know how to to understand that the word of God says, whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Bind the enemy. And, and praise does that, by the way. There are many things that does it, but praise is one of the things that does it. In Psalms 119, it says, when we begin to praise the Lord with everything we have in us... <clears throat> And we we give him praise from our heart. It says it binds the kings with chains and the nobles with fetters of iron. There again, it's talking about the rank of the spiritual realm. And when I'm praising the Lord anyway, it doesn't matter what's going on. I'm going to praise him in advance. You know, his credit's good with me. Whether he's already blessed me or not, I'm going to praise him because as I praise him, praise binds the enemy that's coming against my life. So I just encourage you today and me, I encourage us to say, devil, you're not going to take my peace. You're not going to steal the peace out of my life. You're not going to steal the peace out of my home. You're not going to take it out of my decisions. You're not going to take it out of my life. You're not going to take anything away from me that, <coughs> Excuse me. that God has promised me or that God has given me. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just get a little bit bold in the spirit. And I just kind of stand up a little bit higher. You know, they say when you're in the woods and you... You confront a an animal that is aggressive, as of a bear or a a mountain lion or or anything of that nature. That you got to make yourself appear bigger and more aggressive. You got to shout and you got to scream and you got to make noise so that there can be a little bit of an intimidation factor. Sometimes I don't know if it really works that way in the spiritual realm, but I know one thing: I feel like doing it sometimes when I feel like all hell is coming against my life, is trying to steal my blessing. It's trying to take my liberty. It's trying to take my joy. I feel like just standing a little bit taller and raising my hands and say, I'm gonna praise you in the storm. I'm gonna praise you anyway because you are blessing me. You are giving me good gifts. Can we stand right now? I'm done. I just want you to raise your hands right now and say, Lord, I believe I you for your blessings in my life no matter what the enemy has done in this past year. The struggles that we've had, the issues that we've had, the fight and the warfare that we have undergone. Uh, greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Father, in the morning of hearing this today, I declare peace. We rebuke and bind every spirit and wrestle it to the ground that will come against the authority and the promises of God in life. Give peace to us give confidence and hope and joy and let us live in it let us feel it and let us celebrate it and let us lean on you I tell you what I feel like doing in the spirit right now as you're standing he's about to come but this is what I want you to do I want you to look over at someone you don't have to touch them if you don't want to or anything of that nature, but just look at somebody and... Prophesy over their life and speak something good in them. Say, the Lord's gonna bless you. Come on, break whatever things that are going on in the demonic realm right now in our country and in our world. Prophesy blessings to somebody. Prophesy health to somebody. Prophesy peace to somebody. Prophesy joy. Come on, say, next year, 2021, is gonna be the best year you have ever had. And for yourself right now, For yourself, right now, I want you to declare over your life. (laughs) Hallelujah! I feel the Lord right now. Hey, woo! Say, devil, your kingdom's coming down in our country. It's coming down. It's coming down in our world, in our home, in our life, in our city, in our state. It's coming down, devil. And we're gonna walk in complete victory and claim that this year is going to be the best year this coming year is going to be the best year of your life the best year you've ever had I declare it I receive it in Jesus name I think I'm going to stay up all night and I'm going to ring the new year in because I want to make sure 2020 gets out of here are you with me I'm gonna celebrate its death. I'm gonna have a funeral and declare it to be dead, no longer active. You devil, you've caused so much trouble. But we're gonna live again. We're gonna bring that king down in Jesus' name. Give, you, give the Lord. Hallelujah! Isn't that a good word this morning? Hallelujah! It's already done. Hey, if if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to open that altar up to you this morning. We'll We'll pray with you and, and or if you need the gift of the Holy Spirit, Amen. that power of God and, and the manifestation of that is speaking in tongues. If anybody would desire that this morning, please come up. We'll lay hands on you. It yes. says Doesn't the Scripture say that He will give who would Who among you would give your child a stone when he asked for an egg? Amen. So that invitation is open to anyone who would like that. We are going to send you...